Hi, and welcome to the Deeper Than Money podcast. I am your host, Chloe Elise. I'm a millennial money coach, speaker, dog mom, and a seven on the Enneagram. And I am on a mission to prove to you that finances can be fun and easy. On the Deeper Than Money podcast, we will dive into all things millennial finance, debt, saving, mindset, and how to have financial freedom to enjoy life in your 20s and 30s. I want you to leave this podcast with more confidence around your moolah and the belief that your biggest financial dreams are possible for you. So let's talk money. Hello and welcome back to the Deeper Than Money podcast. Today, we'll see, but today might be one of my favorite episodes that I've ever recorded. And I I don't say that often. Like I'm always excited for each week's topic and everything, but I really I really am feeling this one. And I think part of that comes from the fact that this is a feeling that I wanted to have for so long and so to finally understand what this feels like and and understand how to how to work toward that toward this goal feels freaking good. So let's dive in. Let's dive in. So today we're going to be talking about how much is people pleasing costing you? How much is people pleasing costing you? Um also before I dive in, this week we are running a sale on the negotiation playbook, which the negotiation playbook is full, chuck full of tons of different scripts, copy and paste scripts of how to negotiate. So like, you know, I'm the big, big on negotiation, negotiation queen. I negotiate everything and uh, it will teach you how to negotiate and become an expert negotiator with, if you're like, I don't know what to say, like, I don't know how to negotiate a hospital bill, or I don't know how to negotiate my credit card interest rate. It's okay. I did the work for you. Get this ebook. You look it up, you call the lender, call the clinic or whoever you need to call to negotiate. You read the script, you save thousands. It literally pays for itself. Okay. So I'll put the link in the show notes and you can go and grab that. Again, it is on sale for, if you're listening to this in real time, a couple days only, like after after this will drop. So go check that out again in the show notes or you can go to deeperthemoney.com and grab the negotiation playbook from there. But anyway, let's dive into this episode. How much is people pleasing costing you? So now... I'm not ready to go into this and maybe I just won't ever, who knows. But recently, um, my mom passed away. If you've been following, um, along on the gram, um, or if you've been following me, like if you've been following me for a while. So that's been, I mean, I'm not going to get into it, but just like devastatingly hard, um, way harder than I could have ever imagined. Uh, but what I'm going to talk about today is a gift that her passing away has given to me. And that is the very realness of our mor- mortality. I always want to say morality right there, but mortality. Like it put death into a perspective that I never 
imagined. Um, and, and that's not to say I haven't experienced death in the past or, um, like obviously not myself, but like I haven't been around tragedy or haven't been around. I have. Um, but I, I, it just hits different when it's your mom. Okay. Um, I hope you don't relate to that, but, um, anyways, it just really made everything feel to an extreme, extremely pointless. And that sounds negative, right? That sounds like, okay, like, girl, are you okay? But I promise it was like in a healthy way. It just really made me question what actually matters. And it also made me question and realize how few things really do matter, right? It's like, what's that saying? Like the the things that matter really matter. The things that don't matter really don't matter. I don't think that's a saying. I think I forgot what the saying was. But anyway, it really did that for me. And here's the bottom line of what that did. I got the ick for people pleasing. You know how like, you know, whatever you think a boy is cute or something or a girl is cute. And then they do something and you're like, literally, ew, what was I thinking? They're not cute. Or like, I'm not attracted to them. You get the ick. I got the ick. <laughs> But about people pleasing. And I have really, really, really struggled with people pleasing in the past. And like, I I mean, I've always been a people pleaser, especially in my, um, you know, like young adult life and even into my 20s. Honestly, even into recently, I have been a people pleaser. I've been worried about, you know, what do people think about me or what are they going to say to me if I do this or if I talk about this or what if they don't like this? And really letting the opinions of other people or what I was worried the opinions of other people might be dictate how I live or what I do or what I don't do in so many freaking ways, in so many freaking ways, Um, especially my like outward life. Right. So like what I post on social media um, has changed. Like if you've been following me on Instagram for a long time, like you've probably seen that change in the last year. Like I've I've changed a lot of things to become more private. I'm still open about a lot of things. I'm still really transparent about a lot of things, but I really shied away from some areas because I realized that I was so worried about what other people would think or say or whatever that I just I was like, I, I know that if I post this and then I get a negative reaction, it will impact my choices. And I didn't want that. I was like, I want to feel free. And at that point in time, the only way for me to feel free about that was to not share it because I knew how impactful people's opinions and specifically people's negative opinions about me were. And so anyway, so it, it just really ruled my life. It ruled my life, honestly, probably more than I even realized until now that it has shifted so much and I'm looking back at it. And so I really started diving into, again, when I was having all these realizations of like, what actually matters? What is the point of all of this? I started asking myself, why does this matter so much to me? Why does this matter so much to me? And I was just so worried again about what other people would think. And I would say for me also that I, in a lot of ways, have people's opinions in my personal life that I'm worried about what they think, right? So like my friends or the people I went to college with or the people I went to high school with or people who just like I know of or whatever else who are close to me or kind of close to me in real life. 
But then I also have the internet because I post a lot of things on the internet, right? And this community is on the internet. And so I love hanging out on the internet. Um, But posting your life on the internet means that you are giving access to a ton more people to you. You are giving access to you on a way bigger scale, which means you get a lot more people's opinions. And in fact, I would say in so many ways, people on the internet or on social media are so much more likely to give their, I would even say, I would go as far as say rude opinion more than people potentially like who actually know me in real life or know of me like from front of front or you know what I mean? Um, it's like, they're willing to say it's my face, right? So it's like, what's worse? Uh, last year, I was going through kind of a, you know, a pretty, pretty dramatic breakup. And, you know, I would hear like through the rumor mill of like, so, oh, so-and-so would tell me that so-and-so said X, Y, and Z about me that would like not be true or something. And that hurt my feelings. I was like, no, why do they think this about me? It's not true. Um, but they wouldn't say it to my face. And then I would go on the internet and people would DM me and be like, um, and ask me the same thing to my face. I'm like, what? I cannot believe they just said that. Like, they don't know who I am. Like, they don't know me, you know? And so it was just crazy. The whole, the way the internet adds a whole nother layer of people's opinions and people pleasing, right? So I think people pleasing can be really tough, even if it's just the people in your life. But if you also, you know, post on social media, or maybe even if it's just, if you're posting on social media for people you do know in real life, like it doesn't matter. The internet adds another layer. And I mean, if you have social media, then that you're opening that can of worms. And so anyway, a lot of people's opinions. And about everything, about everything. Like people will say, you know, don't say that or you shouldn't spend that or you shouldn't talk about that or, you know, why are you posting that or why are you doing this or don't do this or don't go there or don't put your, let your dogs do this or don't let your, don't do that with your niece or don't do this or tell her not to do this or whatever else. Just like people's freaking opinions. And so when that would happen in the past, I would shrink I would say I would just not post or I would not say the thing I wanted to or I would not talk about the thing I wanted to talk about. Why is that? Because I was living how I thought other people wanted me to live or how other people were telling me to live, right? They were telling me, oh, you need to not say that. So then I would not say that. So I was listening to other people's opinions and letting it rule my life in a lot of ways and rule my decisions. But here's where the epiphany came for me, um, you know, in the last couple of months. Here's where this epiphany came from or like what, what the epiphany was. I asked myself, why are they even mad in the first place? Like, why does me talking about money or me spending my money in a specific way or me posting something online, why are they so mad about that? Like, why are they responding to me and being like, you can't do that. Don't do that. Blah, blah, blah. Why? Are you ready for this? They're mad because I'm not living how they want me to live. They're mad because I'm not fitting into their box that they want me to live in. 
they're mad because I'm not posting how they want me to post. They're mad because I'm not spending my money how they want me to spend my money. They're mad because I'm not doing all these things that they want me to live by. What? So at the end of the day, here's what it comes down to. Do I want to live how I think other people want me to live or how people tell me to live? Or do I want to live my life how I want to live? Because here's the thing. If you, if your core belief is I just want to live my life and do whatever I want and live how I want to live, other people's opinions don't matter, right? Because other people's opinions are based on how they want you to live. So if your core belief is I'm going to live my freaking life and on my deathbed, I am going to look back and be like, I lived exactly how I wanted to. I lived out all those crazy dreams. I did all those things. And if people thought it was cringy or didn't like it, who fucking cares? Is that where you're going to be? Or is it going to be looking back and being like, I can't believe I never did that stuff because I was so worried what other people think. Because again, when I have this very big epiphany of like this just how real death is, it makes you think like we have one life. And I know that's so cliche. And it's like the girlies who get it, get it. The girlies who don't, don't. And what I mean by that is like everybody knows like death happens. But like when you have a moment like that in your life where it's so prevalent and real and the loss is so deep, it just again, like hits very differently, especially like for me, like it being your mom, like it just hits so differently to where you just get to this point where it's like, why would I spend a minute on this earth worried about what other people think of me? Why would I spend a minute of my time that I've been gifted on earth living how other people want me to live? Why would I do that? Like, you know, I, I, I've posted so many times before, like on Instagram, like hot take, if you don't want somebody to spend your money like that, don't spend your money like that. Right. Like, you know, if you don't like gay marriage and don't get married to someone of the same sex as you, like, don't do it yourself. We only have control over ourselves. So if, if somebody else is doing something you don't like, of course, like, unless it's, something that's like damaging other people. But like if someone is dyeing their hair blue and you don't like it, instead of being like, don't dye your hair blue, that's stupid. Just don't dye your hair blue. Keep your hair natural. Like it just, this culture of like, I don't like how they're doing that. So I'm going to make sure they know it. One, that sucks. Let's just call that what it is. That's stupid. And that sucks. But on the flip side, if you're the person with blue hair that somebody yells at, like your hair's stupid, who cares? Who cares if you like blue hair, have blue hair and freaking live by it. Like I was talking to one of my friends recently who he teaches um, like PE and stuff. And I'm pretty sure at like the high school ish level. Um, And he was talking about how he's like, it's crazy. Like I'll have, you know, these kids who will like wear what I think is like outrageous or they'll, you know, dress a certain way or whatever. And I like... I'm like, that is so cool because I would have never done that in high school. And I was like, same. I was so, I tried so hard to fit in when I was in 
I, even like elementary school, but like middle school and high school, I tried so hard to fit in. I tried so hard to do what everyone else was doing and be how everyone else was being and like all of those things. And it's so funny because now it's like I'm spending my entire 20s unlearning that. I'm spending my entire 20s being like, no, I want to be Chloe. I want to be like my weird self. And like if I cuss too much for you, either don't cuss yourself or don't listen to my podcast. Um, if I am like too much energy, then like go do something else. Like going out with somebody else. Like I am so done with shrinking myself or acting a certain way or doing this simply to please how other people want me to live. Like it's just, it's, and, and now that I feel this way in so many levels, I look back and I'm like, that was so silly of me to live otherwise. That was so silly. That was so silly of me to be like, oh, I don't want to post this on Instagram because what if people, like that's not what people want from me. Like how, how silly. But anyway, so if you're someone, and, and okay, let me back up. It is costing you. Okay, so let's talk about like what are the ways that this could be costing you in your life? So one of the ways that I see from a very like logistical perspective financially is not asking for what you want, not asking for what you want. If you want a raise, asking for a raise. If you want to negotiate your salary, which everyone should negotiate their starting salary, negotiate your starting salary, ask for what you want. Um, so like that's, or like if you are, um, if you have an overdraft fee on your account, call the bank and ask for it to be taken off, right? Like voice your opinions, right? And so if we're worried about what other people think and we're like, they're going to think I'm weird. They're going to think I'm greedy. They're going to think I'm silly. If your friend owes you for, um, I don't know, dinner and you're like, I don't want to Venmo request them because they're going to think X, Y, and Z. What if they do? What if they do? Who cares? Right? Who cares? Um, and so it's like, no, I'm, I'm going, right? So it's like you could be losing out on the, those situations financially because you're not asking for what you want. Okay? So it's like easy. We can like really like put, see where we are like losing money there. But what about all the situations where it, it's a little harder to connect the dots of like, I'm people pleasing is costing me money, but like, what else is it costing you? So like, for me, I can tell you it costs a ton of my energy because I would feel so drained being worried about all these things people are saying about me or what if they thought this about me or what if this or what if that. It's like, who cares if they do? Literally, who cares if they do? Um, so the amount of like relief that takes off my plate is unbelievable, truly unbelievable. Um, but maybe it's costing you with low productivity. So like one of the things that I used to do that I'm like absolutely hundred percent dedicated to not doing anymore is agreeing to things that I didn't want to do. Right. Somebody would ask me to do something. I'd be like, yeah, let's do it. And then I'd be like, yeah. And then like, I'd be like, oh shit, I don't want to do that. Or I'm too busy to do that, but I shouldn't have agreed to that. Now I'm spread too thin. And now I need to come up with an excuse, but I don't want to come up with an excuse. And I wait until last minute and cancel. And then I feel bad. And then I feel guilty. And it was this whole process where if I was just honest upfront about like, hey, that doesn't work for me. Or, hey, let's schedule some month out because this is busy. Or just like, no, then that would have saved me so much 
energy and, and productivity that I could have been putting toward other things. Um, it could be costing you money from a sense of like, people used to roast me all the time for like starting this Instagram and starting this business and all this stuff. Like my friends would be like, why are you talking to your Instagram stories? And if I would have stopped doing that, like think of like, I wouldn't have this business, aka this is how like this business is my livelihood. Like it is what pays me and all these things. Like I wouldn't have had that. Um, and just all these other things, it's just costing so much. It's costing so much. But the, the thing that I think probably matters the most is the happiness that it's robbing you of. The happiness that it's robbing you of, of who are you not letting yourself become? Who are you not letting yourself show up as because you're worried about what people will think about it? Because you're worried what people will say. Because you're worried about like the backlash. But I, instead of being like, do it anyway. No, I want you to think about the backlash. What if you get backlash? What if you get backlash for, and you can like literally apply this to anything. Like, what if you get backlash for dyeing your hair blue or for coming out and saying like, here's my sexuality or for, um, I don't know, like quitting your job or for starting, uh, I don't know, like, uh, workout TikTok or for like whatever it is for whatever you want to do. What if you get backlash for it? What if you get backlash for doing what you want and being who you are? Why would that matter to you? Right. And and I get it. I'm not like judging you because I, that it bothered me. Right. I was like, because it matters because then they won't like me. And then this, it's like, what if they don't like me? What if they don't like me for me being who I am? They, that's okay, right? I remember um, one time I was in second grade and um, there was this girl, she passed a note in the class and one of my friends passed a note to me and the note said, I don't like Chloe, like something along those lines. And I was like holding back tears. It was like 15 minutes of recess. I was like holding back tears and then it was like finally time for recess. I'm like, thank goodness. I go to walk out. My teacher's like, wait, Chloe, come here. So I go to my teacher and she's like, what's wrong? I start crying and she's like, what's wrong? And I like hand her the note and she was like, well, what did you do? And I was like, well, what do you mean? She's like, well, why doesn't she like you? Like, what did you do? And I was like, well, I don't know. Like, I don't know. And she's like, okay, well, you need to fix it. So then she made me go out to recess. I keep saying resource, recess and find the girl and like fix it. And I think that's been a metaphor for what I've, for one of the reasons why I've been like such a people pleaser for so long is like, if somebody doesn't like me, I feel like, oh, I need to prove to them why they should like me, right? Like if somebody thinks I'm mean, I'm like, oh, I need to prove to them like, no, I'm actually nice. And if somebody thinks I'm, I don't know, like too much, I need to prove to them that like, okay, I'll tone it down, I'll tone it down. If somebody thinks I'm this, then I need to like fix it. And it's like, you don't need to fix it. If, if someone's giving you backlash for, again, something you want to do or who you are, and again, I'm with understanding that it's in this realm of like, you're not doing something that's like harmful or hurtful to other people, but as long as it doesn't fall into that category, why would you care? Because if they don't like who you are or if they don't like what you're doing because you don't fall into their box of who you want to be, 
you don't have to live like that. You don't have to care because if they don't like you, that, that means nothing about you, right? That's their decision. We can't control how other people think or how other people feel about us. But at the end of the day, if your core belief is I get to live how I want to live and I get to be who I want to be, then their opinion doesn't matter. And so again, I know this is easier said than done. And so I wanted to give you some like tangible things of like, okay, Chloe, so how do I actually do it? Um, because I want to stop caring what people think about me, but I don't know how, because that was me for like ever. So here are some things. Okay. Um, these are like six steps basically that have helped me in this process of getting from a place of being so worried and paranoid of what other people thought of me and like living like I thought other people wanted me to in, in pivoting into a spot of like doing what I want and not owing people an explanation. And also if I get backlash, like, again, for doing what I want or being who I am or saying what I want to say or whatever else, like, again, under the context that I'm not hurting anyone or um, being harmful in any capacity, then who cares? I'm going to do it. Um, so those are th- these are the six things that have really helped me. So the first one is I want to challenge yourself. Okay, one time this week, I want you to say no without an explanation. Okay. I want you to say no without an explanation. So if somebody asks you to do something or somebody, uh, I don't know, like at work, somebody asks you to take in a project or something that is not going to work for you, but normally you would just say yes because, you know, you want to please everybody. I want you to say no. And you can say, you don't just have to say no with silence. That would be like extra credit points if you do that. But you can say, oh, thanks so much, but it's a no for me. Um, Or if it's like a work thing, you can say, um, hey, thanks for sending this over. I'm at capacity right now. Um, However, maybe so-and-so could do this. Or maybe this could be a project for next month or whatever else, right? So it's like, of course, at a a work level, yeah, you might want to have a different level of professionalism. Whereas with your friends, if they ask you to do something, you can say, it's a no for me tonight. But you don't have to owe an explanation like, I have X, Y, and Z to do or I'm really busy because then I feel like it almost becomes like a pissing match of busy and we idolize this status of like, oh, I'm so busy. And it's like that, that I mean, that's a whole nother conversation, but like we don't want to get to a point where busy is this like status symbol, which I mean in capitalism, like it is, unfortunately, productivity. But anyway, um, just saying no, just saying like, hey, thanks for thinking of me, but I'm going to be a no for tonight. That's it, right? That's it. That's all That's all we have to say. So I want you to challenge one time this week, say no to something you don't want to do. Like if you want to do it, like do it. But if you don't, say no without making up an excuse, just say no. Okay, challenge number two for the week. Next time you are asked to do something, um, this is more so work stuff, like we can apply it to all of these things, but let's just talk about on a personal level because that's a good place to start and then um, kind of move it over to work stuff. So Challenge number two is one time this week when you were asked to do something with your friends, with your partner, with your family, whoever, somebody asked you, instead of just immediately being like, yep, yep, we can do that. I want you to check in with your, like your body, your intuition of like, what do I want? Um, Because one thing that I struggle with a lot was I would say yes right away and like feel like, yeah, I definitely want to do that. But it was actually just a response of like, oh, they, that's what they want me to do. Yes, I'm in. But I actually didn't want to. And so being like, Hey, thanks for asking me. Um, I'm going to take, or like, let me look at my calendar and I'll shoot you a text. 
right? Like give yourself time to see if that's something you want to do and then say yes or no. Okay, number three, challenge number three is to set the boundary in accordance with what you actually want to do. So let's say somebody asks you to um, go get coffee and you want to do that, but you're busy this week. You didn't want to force this week. You, you could next week, but you really only want it to be like 30 minutes because you have a busy week. Set that boundary in advance and follow through with it, right? So in advance, you would be like, hey, I can't get coffee this week. I would love to get coffee next week, um, but I have a pretty busy week, so it'd probably only be like 30 minutes if you're cool with that, like, or, you know, if that time frame works for you. Um, and so then again, when you get there, say, hey, I'm so glad we're meeting for coffee. I have to leave by this time. So you're setting the boundary in advance and having that container that then you get to chill in and feel like taking care of it. Okay. Um, challenge number four, step number four, notice what feelings come up for you when you enforce the boundary. Notice what feelings come up for you. If you feel like, oh my gosh, I feel so bad. I said no to coffee or like, oh, I feel like I should or all this. Notice what comes up. Those feelings are natural, right? It's a response, especially if you've been people pleasing your entire life. So that's okay. That's normal. But check in, check in and, and notice what the, what feelings are. Um, step number five, remind yourself that you aren't responsible for someone's reaction to your boundary. So if you say, Hey, I can't do that. And somebody's like, are you serious? Like, come on, you know, that like, oh, la, 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 and like tries to like almost like guilt trip you into it. Um, and I can be guilty for this too, of like giving my friends our time if they don't want to like go start with me and trying to convince them. Um, so I need to work on it on that front. But, um, Remind yourself that you're not responsible for their reaction, right? So if they say, okay, cool, sounds good, that shouldn't make you feel better. And if they say, what? No, you need to go. That shouldn't make you feel worse, right? Because you're just enforcing the boundary and like their reaction to it is not your responsibility. And so just saying like, yep, I know, like, but but that's that's what I'm going to do. Um, okay. And then the last one is your last challenge, which is to do something out of your comfort zone that you want it to do. Right. So and I know I know you can think of of that one thing of like, I always have wanted to like post, you know, this workout video or I've always wanted to start a food blog or I've always wanted to um, dye my hair pink or I've always wanted to get a nose ring or whatever else um, that's outside of your comfort zone. Do something outside of your comfort zone that you want to do. Because that is where all of these thoughts are going to come up. What if somebody talks shit about my nose ring? What if um, my friends from high school text behind my back and say she's too old for that? Or blah, blah, blah. I don't know. Whatever. I just made that up. But what if they do? Right? This is where we can practice like getting comfortable with what happens if the backlash happens. Like it means nothing about you. And are we going to listen to the backlash or are you going to live and do whatever you want to do? Okay. So do something out of your comfort zone because you'll notice a lot of those things can come up that you can kind of play around with and, and notice, okay, here's what I'm feeling about this. This is what I need to focus on. But here's the thing. It's time to live. And I know this might not sound like a money podcast, right? Like, where are my three tips on how to save money on X, Y, Z? It might not sound like this, but I promise taking these steps and learning to set more boundaries in your life will make you will we'll help you get ahead with money in so many ways, right? Not just the logistical ways of like enforcing boundaries of like, hey, um, you know, can you pay me back for that? Or 
you know, hey, reminder, here's how much you owe me for this instead of like not getting paid back or whatever else. Yeah, those like logistical ones are important, but the energetic boundaries are going to help you in so many ways of setting boundaries in your life that then helps you set boundaries with your money, right? Because how we set things, the boundaries we set in our personal life mirror work, mirror relationships, mirror all these other things. And so when we work on those things from a personal level, it's going to help in all ways, including our finances. So cheers to living. Cheers to living and cheers to living in a way that we want. And it's so funny because there's so many times where I'll get this thought of like, oh, I should do that. And I'm like, no, I shouldn't. No. What do I want? And so it's really fun. It's a freaking fun energy to play around with of like, what do I want? What do I want and how am I going to get it? It's just fun. It really is. And the weight that I feel lifted off my shoulders, really not caring what people's responses is unbelievable. And truly it's a gift and a gift that even if you give yourself 1% more of, 1% more of this week, I promise it will be so impactful um, today, this week, and going forward in your life. So I'm so proud of you for setting some boundaries in your life. Um, And thank you so much for tuning in again. It means a world when you let me know your thoughts on this podcast. If you loved it, if you uh, want to hear more podcasts about things like this, or if you have topics that you'd love to hear us cover, please leave a review, um, post it on Instagram, and tell us because we love creating content and creating these episodes based on what you need to hear in your life right now. So again, I'm so proud of you. Thank you for tuning in, and we will see you back next week for another episode of the Deeper Than Money podcast.